This podcast is brought to you by Boarding Schools Expo Australia, your go-to for all you need to know about boarding options for your children. Hello and welcome to Destination Boarding, the podcast for families, parents and children embarking on the journey to boarding school. I'm your host, Lucy Samuels, an ex-boarder from the Western Plains of New South Wales. I'm a journalist, a pilot and an advocate of boarding life regardless of where you live. Whether you live in the middle of our largest cities or on a remote cattle station in the Barclay Tablelands, you'll hear that there's opportunities in boarding for every child. So join me as I chat to some phenomenal graduates, education experts and parents on how boarding life has shaped them into the people they are today. This is truly destination boarding from wherever you call home. Well, if you like rugby, then you're definitely going to like this podcast. Ned Hannigan is a weapon on the footy field and off it. He's donned the green and gold jersey for the Wallabies, playing 15 games for his country. He's played for the New South Wales Waratahs and this year has confirmed his return as a Waratah. But most importantly, Ned is a brilliant mentor, teammate and friend to those around him. When I speak with Ned, you can tell he's extremely grounded and down to earth. The 26-year-old country kid from Canamble has led a stellar career, all starting from his schoolboy days as a boarder at Joey's. In 2013, Hannigan was selected for the Australian schoolboys rugby side, kick-starting his rugby career. But he tells me in this chat that he wasn't always picked for the top teams at school and how sometimes perseverance losing your ego and just getting in and having a go can get you so far in life. In this podcast, we chat with Hannigan from his apartment in Japan, where he's currently playing rugby union for Japanese side Karita Watergush. We chat about Ned's upbringing on the land, his memories of boarding school, that first day walking the hallway at Joey's, and how boarding has shaped him into the person he is today. Hey, Luz. <laughs> What's going on? How are you going? Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Good. What's happening? Oh, not a hell of a lot. We we're sort of in a bit of a uh, bit of a lockdown here in Tokyo, so things are pretty tame. Everything shuts at about nine o'clock at night, and we're keeping on our best behaviour. What about you there? Yeah, it's a bit of the same. Yeah, open, open, swing the bush gate. Let the cattle run, as my old man said to me this morning. He was like, yeah, let her go. Anyway. Oh, and how are your parents in Canamble? Yeah, everyone's good. It's had heaps of rain there and, yeah, cattle are fat and everyone's poking along all right. They've had a good season. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Like, if, you know, things go to plan, everyone seems to be a bit more jovial in the bush, but we've hard down any crop in this year, so we didn't sort of get flooded out any of any of that stuff. But, no, things are looking pretty good. And what's happening in Japan? Tell us a bit about, like, being over there. Well... Uh, we were scheduled to play a couple of footy games over the last two weeks, um, and they both got cancelled because of the COVID cases and things amongst the club. But yeah, it's scheduled to restart this weekend, but we've we've got a bye week, so we won't play until uh, the following weekend. But hopefully, hopefully it all just sort of opens up now and things can just go back to a bit of normality. But we'll have to just wait and see. 
bit of a dynamic environment, I suppose, and things can change all the time. But yeah, just playing it by ear a bit. Yeah, and who are you playing for? Corita Watergush. They're a Division Three team over here in in Tokyo. A place called Tachikawa, and no, absolutely love it. A good bunch of lads, good character in the crew, and uh, there's a good bunch of foreigners over here too. So it's 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 pretty enjoyable. And I hear you're coming back in May. Is that right? Are you coming back earlier to play for the Waratahs again? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, I am coming back. It's just a matter on on when I get back. Bit up in the air as to. You know, the comp's got to finish here before I go back, but um, that's the plan to get back yeah, early May and pull the sky blue on again, lace, lace the shoes up and see how we go. Yeah, good. What a feeling. Yeah. And I can't believe that you're all rugged up over there, obviously. Oh, it is so cold. So on uh, Saturday, yeah, on Saturday morning, so Friday night, it was minus seven, uh, went out on the field and it was frozen, just rock hard. Um, so we actually delayed training a little bit. Yeah, went to the gym first and let it let it soak and melt a bit and then went on. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cold. I'm in a bloody turtleneck skivvy and, yeah, no, she's, <laughs> the heat is pumping. Um, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, and so, you're home yeah. not that long ago, weren't you, travelling Australia? I saw yeah. that going into the outback. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Drove from Canamble to Broome and back over sort of, oh, eight or nine weeks. Yeah, cut across to Bullier in Queensland and then went to Alice Springs and headed north uh, to Darwin and then back down across the Kununurra along the Gibb River Road into Broome and then drove all the way home. My little sister was up there uh, on a station, Argyle Down Station, just on the WA and, and Territory border and, yeah, saw her for a few days and that was awesome. An unreal oh. trip. Couldn't recommend. I'd go back tomorrow. Everyone should do it. It's unreal. Yeah, the people are really friendly, I find. The further north you go, the more space you have, the more time. Yeah, no, definitely. I did the trip from Canable to Alice Springs with my old man and we, yeah, we were yarning to ourselves plenty, but other people, we bought throat lozenges on about day three. We were that croaky from talking <laughs> too much. So, no, it was a good trip. Well, you definitely haven't lost your Aussie, you know, you can hear this. <laughs> it's so, I find it so funny, I'll... You know, like, because I'm over here with a few mates, blokes that play for the club, but they're Aussies and uh, South African and Kiwis. But, yeah, they'll they'll say stuff sort of in English to um, the Japanese people. And I feel like I'm saying the same thing, but it just sounds a little bit different. They've got no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> and how are you finding yeah. it over there? I guess the transition, like, food would be a big one, wouldn't it? Yeah, I love Japanese food. Sashimi and ramen is, you know, the sort of the main dishes, I suppose, that... Um, on every corner and every street, but there's, yeah, the food's elite. Uh, you can't really go wrong. The yucky knickers and he's a car and stuff. It's those sort of places that are around are pretty good. So you definitely don't go hungry, but you can find, you know, sometimes, you know, you just really want to, I don't know, the bangers and mash or a good, or a good steak. Yeah. yeah. You can find that stuff. No worries. Well, and cook it at home and marbled Wagyu. That's it. Kobe beef. There's a bit of that getting around. Um, oh, good on plenty you. Of, plenty of NZ and Aussie sort of grass-fed beef about. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good food. It's good tucker. Oh, nice. So tell us, I guess um, the whole point of the podcast is, yeah, just having a bit of a yarn, um, giving some inspiration to younger kids who might be thinking about boarding school. They haven't yeah. made the decision that they want to go or their parents haven't made the decision yet. Um, yeah, probably was, more their parents. Yeah, I feel yeah. like most of the young, most of the young boys and girls would be pretty keen. 
Yeah. yeah, bloody oath. Get me away from my parents. That's what I said, I think, when I was um, 14 or 15. But um, what was your experience? Take me back to, I guess, the first day when your parents had decided that you were, you know, going off to boarding school. Yeah, I, I was probably an overconfident little kid, which, yeah, hasn't changed much, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> I sort of knew, yeah, pretty early on that I it, it might be on the cards and was always pretty excited. I went to... You know, a few footy games when I was in about year five and just loved the atmosphere and, and everything about it. And then I can remember actually the first day I got in, uh, I put my bags down and then just proceeded to walk the halls and meet all the blokes and say good day. And um, I know I, I came back and mum had unpacked all my all my bags and folded all my clothes and was starting to tear up. And oh. you know, I didn't know what all the fuss was about. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I, look, the memories I've got at boarding school, they're all, you know, fond ones. I Probably the main thing is the blokes you sort of meet and the people you keep in contact with. You know, I'm, what am I, I'm sort of coming into my 10th, 10th yeah. year reunion pretty soon. And Scary, uh, isn't it, when you go yeah, that back? didn't like, sound oh. good. I fully hesitated on saying that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, blokes are obviously leading different lives and you seem to get back with one another and things haven't changed too much. So that connection and bond you have with, with blokes that, you know, I boarded for six years. So I was sort of living with them for six years. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty special one. Coming from Canamble, obviously that's a big change to going to Joey's. Did you know anyone um, going to Joey's in your year? I knew, yeah, I knew one bloke, uh, a fellow called Lyndon Deans. Uh, he's sort of between Canamble and Baradine. Uh, he started, yeah, about term three of year seven or something like that. And um, I actually got put right beside him. You know, it was like bed, press, bed. So we were pretty close to one another. And But otherwise, I knew a few fellas uh, in the older years. Uh, Lyndon's older brother, Nathaniel, and Joe Regan was another fella from the Canamble sort of area. But, yeah, so I knew they were there. And, and Joe and Deansy were pretty pretty good when I first arrived. He came and checked on me and a few things like that. But, no, nah, look, I was I was always super excited to go. I think, you know, my folks were always put it in a pretty good light and I you know see dad as a, a role model back then and still do today and he went there so yeah it was always kind of something I was always looking forward to so when I got there it was just yeah all you know full tilt. And what was it like obviously I've been inside a girls boarding house and all I seem to remember was a lot of girls screaming what was it like for boys Different reactions with everyone. I feel like that that sort of first day, it's all a bit new and you're kind of, you know, excited and you're meeting people. But I think the first sort of week to two weeks, when the novelty kind of wears off for some, you start missing home, you know, blokes go through that a bit differently or, you you know, we, we had boarders and day boys. So you would meet the day boys would be coming in and it's all just a bit new and things like that, but people react to it bit differently yeah I, I just remember just playing so much touch footy I can't, like I remember have recess or smoke and then you'd wolf your cookie and then go straight out on the back ovals and just <laughs> run around I thought it was just great um come into come into period three or four and you'd be sweating and your English teacher would be bloody right off you I know we we had a few pillow fights early doors because the blokes um in the older years you know were sort of saying oh you know it's good fun to to wake up and smack your mate over there with a pillow. We didn't realise that we'd get in a heap of trouble for doing it. But um, <laughs> so there was a bit of that going on, which was good fun. But yeah, I just remember it just being a ball, particularly, you know, early doors. And then oh, it was all it was all good fun. But I think 
the older you are and you're 11 and 12 as well, that's when it was, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. And I guess you went for the sport, sitting in the grandstand and watching Joey's play or Shaw play or whoever you're watching. It's electric. I love the spirit yeah. of um, yeah. boys footy at school. I love the chance. I love yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. 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 I think I sort of just, you know, my folks were in a position to, to give them the opportunity to go away to school, which was, you know, something I'll be indebted for the, you know, for the rest of my life. But yeah, I think it's probably, probably something you don't realize as much when you're at school is, is just that you're, you're part of something that's pretty special and you don't, don't really grasp that until probably, probably later on, um, which is unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. But yeah, definitely, definitely being in the stands and, you know, watching like your, your idols run out and, and like you say, the war cries and things like that was, yeah, it, it, it is pretty special. But I just used to love, I can still remember in about year eight, we'd come out of lunch or something and, you, and I'd walk past the, you know, one of the older senior boys that I'd watched, you know, the weekend before. And you think, you know, that's the guy that I've just been cheering and it's just a bit, bit special like that. So, yeah, that, that sort of um, connection that, it seems to just thrive in, in boarding schools. Yeah, it's something that I'm, I've found very special. Yeah, I guess everybody goes to boarding school and takes away a different experience. I know that I was a music nerd, so I spent majority of the time playing the piano. That's the other thing that's so great, like the opportunities to, to express yourself in, you know, music or arts or... I know we had a bloke in our year that went right on with the debating and, you know, I was never any good at doing that but I used to prop a fear standing up in front of a crew and, and trying to give you know some sort of reason as to why you should agree with him but it, he was unbelievable at it to watch that sort of stuff so yeah the opportunity to grow in in sort of every facet is um is something well I'm, yeah the boarding school I went to is, is definitely a place to do that yeah, being pushed out of your comfort zone and being able to adapt to different scenarios, living with a whole lot of people in close proximity, mm. dealing with different personalities, having so much structure in study and um, and boarding life, like so many things that we probably take for granted, but really have shaped us into, yeah, the people we are today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I yeah, there's a few things you take out of it. Like I reckon... One's definitely like the the teamwork. I just feel like being around your mates and with people the whole time sort of taught me that, you know, you need to accept heaps of different people and um, be able to work in different environments to, to achieve the same, you know, common goal if you're working with, you know, with someone or, yeah, just yeah. that whole teamwork side of things was something that I definitely, like when I look back on it, it was sort of ingrained into us, yeah. That's cool. And I guess Joey's being, you know, a footy school. My dad went to Joey's. Right. I love that he still knows all the chants. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. But what a great place to be, you know, able to uh, learn football. And Joey's is really well known for it. I just started, you know, playing it because that's just what my mates were doing. It was, you know, you'd go from the back ovals, mucking around the playing you know another school on the back ovals and it was just all just a massive ball you know we were just having such a great time and I think you you, know, you tend to stay uh, you know in the same sport a little bit as you as you go on and yeah like I wasn't in any of the the best teams or anything like that in the earlier years you just sort of just yeah just 
love playing on a Saturday with with blokes that you were sitting in science together with. Like it was just something that I just love love doing. Yeah, and I guess you're such an idol for so many young people. people oh, geez. Well, I hope I'm not, not too, I might lead them astray loose. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's all right. But I mean, you would be such an idol. People would look up to you, especially um, young boys who really want that dream of, you know, playing for the Wallabies or the Waratahs or whatever they might do. What's some advice to them going into school, you know, boarding school or whatnot? Is it to, to get involved? What is it? Probably two big ones, I'd say. The first one would be don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, don't be entitled. Like, you, yeah, don't have any sense of entitlement. I think entitlement is the absolute enemy of success. And I think if you're, if you're just super grateful and you work hard, in, you know, if you've been given the opportunity to go away to school, which so many kids, they don't, you know, they're not in the position to ever be able to do that. So don't ever feel like you deserve to be there or, you know, it was your right to, to be in that position. You just got to get in there and, and be super grateful, stay humble and work hard. And I think, you know, being like that, you'll automatically just want to dive into everything. You know, I know uh, there was a bit of a, a movement, I, I suppose, to try and kind of get a few kids at school to to maybe just choose one sport and then don't really care about another sport so you can train for the other sport, like a few things like that. And I think it's, you know, if you, if you like tennis and you like rugby, just do both and just go hard at both of them. If you, you know, you, you love debating and you want to play footy and all your, mate, your mates might not be, just, just go for it. Just get in amongst it and just try everything. Because if you, if you finish, finish up, you know, thinking, oh, I should have done that. That's a pretty bad feeling, I reckon. And you're, you're best off just, going head first, sink or swim. And if you sink, doesn't matter. Just get back on the horse. And, and like I said, don't ever have that sense of entitlement or you deserve it. You just keep getting stuck in. Yeah. I often wonder since being sent to boarding school, you're hanging around so many people who are pushing you to be the best that you can be. Mm. And when you talk about that sink or swim idea, I guess for a lot of kids, it's um, sink or swim, but also... Yeah, it, it's a high, it is a high pressure environment, I found, but I'm better off for it. What do you find? Yeah, I, I don't know, I suppose, yeah, you, you always got your teachers and um, your coaches and things always, you know, pushing me to be the best you can, but I never really found it, you know, disturbing. I just knew that if you were just going out there and, and doing the best you could, yeah, you can't. It's a different story if you try to attempt something and you hold back because then if you, you know, say we use the you know, sink or swim, if you fail, you'll, you'll look on it and be like, oh, what if I had have done that? But if you just just absolutely put all your chips in, you're all in and you fail, at least you know that you've given it your best shot and that's all you can do. And I think at the end of the day, if you can, you know, be satisfied with your effort, then, then nothing else has matters. There's not much in life where there's not someone else better at it than what you are. It's just how it is. But if you're, if you're half-arsed at stuff, um, it gets you nowhere. So I just feel like if you just go for it, um, everything sort of tends to look after itself a little bit. And looking back on it, would you do it again? 100%, yeah. Absolutely no questions asked. I'd go, I'd go back um, for sure. Did you get homesick at all? 
like the feeling of I've, to I've always I've always missed home yeah I I probably wouldn't say I was homesick oh no you would say oh, I did get homesick but it was it was a bit of a different you know some people um I know would would howl on their beds and and be you know really really sad about I I just used to miss home and used to miss you know seeing my parents and and things like that but I also think it really you know taught me to be extremely grateful when you would see them or or when you were you know when you could go home to not take that for granted either because and I'm so glad that I worked that out early yeah because now doing what I do you know I'm traveling traveling the world and living in Japan or I'm, I'm living in Sydney now getting home and um or just getting anywhere bush is something that I I just yeah I just love to do do you reckon you'll come back to Canamble? I get asked this question a bit and I would like to say yes. You know, I love I love working with stock, open spaces and flat countries, something that I, I, I enjoy as well. But I, I, I really don't know. I've got a fair bit to learn on the land and that takes a bit of time doing. And yeah, so I, I don't know, Luce. I, I always want to have some affiliation with it. I'm, you know, in some capacity, but yeah, I, I, I'm not, not real sure. I, I think about it a fair bit and I always come to the same resolution and oh, I'm not real sure, which makes me feel a bit unsteady, but doesn't matter. I, don't, I, I can't try to convince myself that I don't need to know right now, but yeah, maybe yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're still young. We've got plenty of time. My old man has always said to me, you know, and, um, might get a bit emotional about this, but yeah, he's always said, if you don't go ahead and, and do what you're doing now, you'll get to when you're 45, 50 and it'll be that feeling of, oh, could you have done it or, yeah. So I just feel like he's kind of given me the opportunity not, not to go. Blessing, but yeah, like it's no, there's no judgment there or he hasn't really put so much pressure on me. And I've got two younger brothers and younger sister and it's, it's the same with them. Like, yeah, there's no pressure, which is, I think, pretty helpful because I think if there was... I potentially, yeah, I potentially would go back and then it could be that position later in life where um, you kind of think, what if, which is regret a bit. You probably wouldn't regret it, but you just, there's yeah, questions about it. So, yeah, so I think, yeah, just like I said a bit earlier on, you just try your best at whatever you're doing and um, see where it leads you. And with your career to top it off, um are you hoping to play for the Wallabies again? What's the aim? Yeah, I suppose any rugby player that, that is playing in Australia, the epitome and the goal is always to pull on a, on a gold jersey. And, you know, I think you could ask players that have that have left Australia and are playing overseas, you know, a lot of them go overseas and, and still have that desire to, to play for the Wallabies and they come back for a season or two just to see if they can be in the mix for one last time and, yeah, it's something incredibly special and you're part of a pretty elite sort of group of, of men. So, yeah, I think that's that's probably the goal. Well, not probably, it definitely is the goal, but um, whether or not that happens is might be a bit of a different story. <laughs> You'll get there. We all have faith. We're all batting you on from out here in oh. the Western Plains anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before we go quickly, what's a packing tip? Oh, geez, I used to have a few. One is... Definitely, like, have your socks and jocks all together, separate, in a <laughs> bit of a different section, because otherwise they end up all through your bag. What else did I used to do? Oh, I've, I 
if you've got big feet, you can quite often put like shirts in your shoes. So uh, you can try that. Yeah, I used to. Oh, pack. I used to like. Well, I still do love Scotch fingers. So pack your pack your favourite biscuits. Find a good hiding place. Thanks so much. So good, Liz. Thanks very much. That was awesome. Thank you for listening to Destination Boarding, brought to you by Boarding Schools Expo and hosted by me, Lucy Samuels. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends, follow, rate and review. Catch you next time.